When I first started, I'm the first female from my department. People were worried that they could say something and offend me, and that if they offended me, you know, with the culture of society we have today, that I would turn around and file a lawsuit or something. Enchanted Sky Media. 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 From Los Angeles, this is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. You are listening to the show for and about firefighters. Let's get started. After many years of being called firefighters, there is a small but persistent group pushing back. They want to be called firemen again. Perhaps surprisingly, some of those people are women. They also want to be called firemen. It comes from an attitude that women should strive to be a part of the team not to ask that the team change for them. Also important here is a feeling that in past years, women in the fire service may have been excessively accommodated, that they've been given what today's women now see as unnecessary special treatment. Today's guest says women in firefighting should not expect to be given any special accommodations just because they're female. Got your attention? Let me introduce you to Alexis Shady. She's a fireman, not firefighter, and EMT with the Bellefontaine, Ohio Fire Department. She wrote an article for Fire Engineering called I Am the Problem. Alex Shady, welcome to Code 3. Hi, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the time and opportunity to chat with you today. Let's start with the basic question. Why would you reject the term firefighter in favor of fireman? It's not really so much that I reject the term firefighter. I mean, my title at my job is firefighter EMT, but it's more the concept, I guess. When talking with other firefighters or firemen, they get caught up on the word. So when they get caught up on that word, they can't focus on the rest of the conversation. And the traditional word for the job is fireman. And the definition, when you look it up in the dictionary, is person. It doesn't define man or woman. So I kind of have just kind of taken on the stance of, I'm tired of having a debate of, you know, what our job title is because it doesn't matter. We're all here to do the same thing. And so I wanted to just kind of make a point, I guess, and focus on the word fireman. So I don't care if you call yourself a firefighter. That's fine. And that's what my boss calls me. But my opinion is that it's just kind of making a point, I guess, on the, the topic. I don't understand why we debate it all day long. So I've just kind of taken on that title to, um, I guess, make a point. So then, in the broader view, the big picture, have women been given unfair concessions in the past in an effort to get them into the fire service? I don't necessarily think that there have been concessions made. I think that it has happened occasionally, but I think that that is the bias. And I think that some females, when they enter the fire service, they feed into that bias by asking for changes to be made for them. People complain that you know, physical agility tests are too hard and that women can't pass them. Or they complain that they don't have private rooms or private bathrooms. Well, yeah, that stuff's great, but we don't need it. I mean, if, if you can't pass the physical agility test, then just train harder. 
There's no test out there. I've taken a bunch of tests, and I have failed a bunch of tests, but I went back through and trained to pass the test. And there's no fireman, no, no man or woman that I've asked for help that would not help me figure out how to pass the test. And the same thing with bathrooms and privacy. As long as you have a place to change behind a curtain or a door, why do you need a private bathroom? Why do you need a private bedroom? Like, I, I just, I guess all of this, again, just shows me the aspect of, like, why does any of that matter when we're just here to do the job? So as long as you're given, you know, like, we have, my shift has one bathroom with a shower. We just have a lock on the door, and people take showers one at a time. I didn't ask them to build a whole new shower. Like, who cares? I just don't understand why this is an issue. In your article, you referred to stripping down to a sports bra and panties for decon. Have you ever actually done that in front of your male coworkers? I haven't had to do that, no. We, have, we haven't had any calls where we've had to do that, fortunately. But I will say I feel 100% comfortable. And if I had to do that in front of my guys, first of all, I know that they would run upstairs, grab me clothes, and then leave the bay while I did that. But second of all, if, they, if I can't trust them to look at me in a sports bra and underwear, which is no different than a swimming suit, how, why would I trust them in the back of a medic with a patient or going into a patient's house when we have a fire call. I mean, if I can't trust them with me, who is supposed to be considered their family member, why in the world are we trusting them with, you know, our citizens that we're here to serve? Well, that's true, but there are some women in the fire service who would say you've been lucky when it comes to sexual harassment. Why haven't you experienced what so many others have? I would say that um, you can't really say I'm lucky. I have experienced it. I mean, I feel like every woman everywhere has experienced sexual harassment at some point. Those stories are mine, I guess, that I don't, I'm not really willing to share publicly. If someone wanted to talk to me individually, privately about it, I would. But I mean, my previous employment, I spent time with people who would say, Lex, be quiet, the men are talking, or Lex, you can come to lunch, you know, but you can't say anything because this is the men's job. I mean, I'm used to that. I've had people come into our firehouse, and I was cooking one day, and I was the driver. The driver's job is to cook. And uh, someone came into our firehouse and said, like, oh, you know, you must just be an EMT and you're the woman so you're cooking. And I was like, actually, no. You know, I drive the fire trucks like I'm the driver today. I've experienced my own. But my thing is, is you can't, you can't get stuck on that. If you get stuck on that, that's going to warp your whole idea of the fire service. You just have to accept that sometimes it happens. Educate the people who have talked to you that way about, you know, it's not appropriate. I find that offensive. You know, do it politely, but then move on. If we only focus on that, there's so much negativity in the world. We only focus on that. Our viewpoint of everything is going to be turned negative, except that it happens occasionally and move on. Now, granted, I fully understand that there are some people who have been harassed in, in way worse ways, but you need to take that to your officers and your chiefs that that does happen to you. I certainly respect the idea that you don't want to talk about specific instances, and that's certainly fine. But what I was getting at is it seems like when that happens to some women, they become soured on the whole concept of working in the fire department. Mm -hmm. uh, so are you, are you saying that the instances that have happened to you have not been that bad or that you recognize that they're isolated or what? I think I recognize that they're isolated. And I guess, I mean, I just don't focus on them. They're, they're, you know, incidences that have happened occasionally, the ones that needed handled, I took them to my officer and they were handled. And now I guess maybe I'm lucky in that my officers were supportive and other people don't have that same instance and maybe that is a difference. But I just don't think you have to accept that bad things happen to you and move on. And if you can't do that, you're not going to be able to do the job because there are bad things that happen 
not only, you know, related to this, but on calls. And you have to be able to accept that sometimes crappy things happen to you, but you just have to focus on the job and why we're here and not let that override your main purpose. I'll be back with more right after this. Don't miss your chance to get your hands on the hottest logo wear around. Code 3 Podcast Gear makes you look good and tells the world you're a fan. Now you can wear the Code 3 logo proudly. Just go to our website, Code3Podcast.com. Click the banner and you'll be able to order an assortment of cool apparel and accessories. And thanks for supporting the podcast that supports firefighters. It sounds like we know the answer to this, but I'll go ahead and ask it anyway. How <laughs> how does your crew feel about the job that you do? I like to think my crew and I get along really well and they really like me. I mean, honestly, when I first started, my first couple shifts were really awkward. I'm the first female from my department. They didn't know how to handle me. You could just kind of tell that the energy was off. And after a couple shifts, I talked to uh, my senior guy who's now retired and it was just kind of like explained that people were worried that they could say something and offend me. And that if they offended me, you know, with the culture of society we have today, that I would turn around and you know, file a lawsuit or something. I actually remember the very moment that kind of stuff changed. We were, you know, working with one of our rescue dummies, changing the gear on it. And I just cracked a, one of those, like, that's what she said jokes. Some guy said something and I said, that's what she said. And they all stopped, turned around and looked at me. And I was like, guys, if you offend me, I'll tell you. And I just want to joke around and have fun while we're here. Like, you're not, you're not going to offend me. And if you are, I will talk to you before we do anything else. If that doesn't change it, then obviously things are different. But I think once the guys realized that I was relaxed, I was ready to be in that environment, and I was going to work hard. I mean, we are my chef's lucky. We get a chance to work out almost every day. And, you know, I'll call the guys out if I don't think they're working hard enough. And I expect them to do it to me, too. So I think because I have the work ethic and I just, like I said, I just want to do the job. I don't care about the rest of it. I think that kind of um, helped get rid of the bias they had towards me. And I think they honestly did think that I was a girl and I was going to come in and be like, well, I can't lift that tool or swing that axe because I'm not strong enough or I'm a girl. You guys should do it. And I think once they realized that that wasn't my thought process, you know, we all get along really well now. Is it fair to say that you think some women have been a little too sensitive about some of those jokes? Yes, I absolutely do. I mean, it is a job, and then there is a line on professional and unprofessional comments, but you need to understand, like, where you're working. Like, you're basically working in a giant garage, and you're getting dirty every day. You're, you know, I mean, it is a, there is a male-dominated profession. I mean, that's just a fact. And you just kind of have to understand that, like, sometimes people make jokes to deal with things, and if you can't handle that kind of environment, this isn't the place for you. You know, regardless of whether or not you like it, it's not unprofessional to make jokes. And, you know, if things get there's a there's a difference between jokes and harassment and people know where that line is. And if you can't handle that, then I honestly, in my opinion, this isn't the job for you. All right, Alexis Shady. Thanks for joining me today on Code 3. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. What do you think of her viewpoint? Is she right? Should women be treated exactly like men in the fire service and even called by the same title? You can leave your comments on our website at code3podcast.com slash fireman. There's links to Alexis's article and more information there as well. Check it out.
And please don't forget, you can support this podcast by making a monthly pledge at our Patreon account. If you're enjoying what we're putting out, if you're getting something out of it, you can help keep it going. Just go to Code3Podcast.com slash support and join the people who are already backing the show. As a reward, you'll get access to the Code 3 Bolt Session, which is extra material that you can only hear if you pledge $10 a month or more. So do it now. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I hope you'll be here too. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.